thrill serving you. Can I get some extra salt? We're all out. Could you check? No. No one wants to work anymore. And how are we gonna hire people if no one wants to work? They're probably just somewhere with their avocado toast and AirPods, chilling, not working. Hey everybody, I'm Imani, this is Gym Class, and today I'm going to talk about quiet quitting. Not only quiet quitting, but what quiet quitting can teach us about going above and beyond. We hear that so often, but so often we find that going above and beyond simply is not something we wanna do in every facet of our lives. So stay tuned. All right, so quiet quitting. I was taking a look out there on the enters of net to see what people define quiet quitting as. And quiet quitting is not exactly quitting your job, but it's just kind of, you know, taking a step back, saying, okay, I'm going to fulfill the requirements exactly as they are stated, but I'm not going to go the extra mile to complete my job. And this topic kind of just blew up on the internet a little while ago and people were saying, yeah, you know, that's something that I'm doing. That's something that I'm going to participate in. And as you probably guessed, people who are higher up executives did not like that so much. They said, I'm not going to hire people who quiet quit. I'm used to showing up early and staying late and I expect everybody else to do the same. So today I wanna to take a look at what quiet quitting can teach us about going above and beyond, not only at our jobs, but just in every facet of our lives to see, okay, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves when we're trying to determine how much effort do I wanna to give to this thing in my life and is it going to be worth it to me in the long run? So the first question I think you can ask yourself is, is this thing that I'm going to go above and beyond in going to bring me any kind of personal joy or fulfillment? And what I mean by that is, is it going to make me happy just to be contributing to this thing, whatever it is? And I think about when I first was looking for a job out of college, I took a job like so many others that I thought was just good on paper. I thought it was prestigious and it would look good. And people were telling me, yeah, this is a great opportunity. You need to take this job. And I wasn't really thinking about, okay, is what I'm doing going to fulfill me? And I would take up so many special interests and hobbies. I think about college when I would just sign up for everything on the list, like all the clubs, I'm joining them, sign me up for the clubs. And I wasn't even really thinking, okay, do I care about what I'm signing up for here? And so I think that we often get ourselves into things that we really are not fulfilled by and we don't care about in the long run. Another kind of personal example of this is I joined Big Brothers Big Sisters a little while ago and I had a mentee who was about 10 years younger, my little, and the requirement was, okay, you gotta spend time with your mentee at least once a month. So I would say, okay, gonna spend time with her, no big deal. But as I got to know her just as my friend and we kind of just exchanged things that we were learning in our own lives and she was saying, you know, what you said about this, that really helped me. Or how do you do this? You know, and I really felt that personal sense of fulfillment from that friendship. I was like, hey, you know, the requirements are meet once a month, but if you want to go to the museum or hang out here or hang out there, and it was up to three times a month, it would be fine with me because I felt like I was doing something that fulfilled me personally. And I wasn't really thinking about, okay, am I meeting the requirements as they should be? So that's one thing you want to ask yourself about fulfillment. 
The second thing that you want to ask yourself when you're thinking, okay, hmm, do I want to go above and beyond is, am I learning something that is beneficial to me in the long run? Um, a lot of times I will just do something at my job or even just take up a special interest for the sake of doing it, but I won't really think, okay, is this going to help me in the future in some way or another? And I remember I would be in school sometimes, and you know how you gotta learn all the subjects, you gotta take all the classes just for graduation, but you know, you know, memorizing Hamlet is not going to be helpful. It might, it might, depending on what you do, but for a lot of us, especially for me, I was like, look, why do I have to memorize Hamlet? Um, and that was just an example of something that I was like, I cannot see, I cannot see the benefit of this. <laughs> and even now, you know, kids, they have calculators on their phones and everything. And I remember back when I was in school, which wasn't that long ago, not that old, but it wasn't that long ago. And the teachers were so adamant about, hey, y'all need pencil and paper to calculate all this stuff out. You can't use a calculator. You won't have a calculator. You have calculators. Um, but that brings me to my point that we would just be doing things because it was the expectation or the norm when we really didn't think that it was going to help us in the long run. So something like my example of memorizing Shakespeare's Hamlet, I remember saying like, okay, I don't know how that's going to help me. But I also had a geography class and I had to kind of learn all the different countries around the world, I'm like, okay, see, now that, that might help me to know that Madagascar is not next to Hawaii. That's one thing that we have to keep in mind is, is this gonna help me learn a skill that I think is helpful? And I think that'll motivate you to go above and beyond. You know, if we're talking about jobs, you're going to want to build that skill. Let's say you're in marketing and you really wanna know about content writing and you get a job as a content writer, because you know that you want to run your own blog one day, well, hey, now you might be more inspired to go above and beyond in that particular job because it's going to bring you some benefit. Now, number three, a question to ask kind of relates to number one, but this question is, do I care about the overall purpose that I'm contributing to? And this is a little different because it's saying, okay, do I care about what I'm building in some way? This could be a friendship. Do I care about getting to know this person on a deeper level? Do I care about spending time with my family? Let's say you build homes for Habitat for Humanity. You do not know how to build the slightest thing. You can't even put together your bookshelf at your apartment. But you know that you care about this cause. And so because you know that you care about the cause, you might not care about doing the actual work but you care about something that you're contributing to. And that could be on any level. So really think about, okay, do I care about the thing that I'm building, whatever that is, and then make your decision on, okay, is it worth it for me to go above and beyond in this thing? This question is very, very important. Do I care if there is no reciprocity on the receiving end of my above and beyond contribution? And this is important because I think we get into so many situations where we're like, I'm all in and I'm guilty of this myself. I'm all in, I'm all in. You know, if there, if the requirements are 100%, I'm giving 200%. But then we don't really think about, okay, if that 200% is not reciprocated, whether that is friendships, personal relationships, jobs, or anything that you feel like, hey, I'm going above and beyond for, 
If that's not reciprocated, I'm not going to be okay with it. And a lot of times we'll accept jobs or just anything in our lives and say, okay, I got to show up 200%, but we know that we won't be okay if let's say that job lets us go. Or that friend is like, you know what? I know you did all this great stuff for me, but eh, I'm not really feeling you anymore. You know, and that would hurt. That would really hurt. So we got to say, okay, upfront going into this, if I'm not getting the same return of what I'm giving, that I'm going to either be okay with that or I'm going to pull back until I feel like there is some reciprocity or even if it's, let's say, a cause or something that I really care about, that I don't even care about the reciprocity because one of those other boxes is being checked for me, whether that is purpose or skill building or something like that. And this is the last question that I think you should ask when you're saying, okay, should I go above and beyond? It is, is going above and beyond in this particular thing, in this particular cause, in this particular relationship, worth it to me outside of what other people say? This kind of reminds me of just this overall hustle culture that a lot of us have heard of and seen where it's almost like people say, hey, you gotta be grinding 24 seven and you're not working, work, 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 work. Hey, Rihanna, <laughs> if you are not working, then you know, what are you doing with your life? And I'm so, so guilty of buying into that. And I'm still trying to get myself out of that kind of mentality to say, okay, I can enjoy life. I can sit down for an hour or so, and it's okay. I'm not wasting my life away. But we have so many ideals that are built up around us about what we should be investing so much of our time into. You know, for every person that's working 80 hours a week, there's another person that is judging them and saying, oh, you know, I spend all that time with my family or I'm traveling, I don't work, you know, and everyone is like i'm doing it correctly you're not and we run into that conundrum so much when we're evaluating our own lives and trying to say how do i want to split up my effort we'll say okay well john spends 40 hours at work but then he gets this much time with his family and he gets this much time to read blah 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 and we'll say well susie does it the opposite way and we try to find some way that we can set up our own lives based on what other people do so I think this question of, okay, is this thing worth it to me to give 100% of my effort to personally? Because what fulfills you is not gonna fulfill the next person. And so you can't really base your own efforts and time and talent and just things that you're contributing yourself to based on how somebody else is contributing there. So really consider, okay, is what I'm about to do worth it to me outside of what other people tell me should be worth it to me? So that's pretty much all I have. Quiet quitting, it's been an interesting phenomenon. I guess we'll see what happens just in the overall job market, but I hope that people take this as an opportunity to not only evaluate their jobs and how much they're giving to that and getting from it, but also just other facets of their lives. You know, we only have 24 hours in a day and we gotta split that time up the way we best eat. So I hope you enjoyed this video. And if you did, like, comment, subscribe, let me know what you think, and I will see you all next time. But for every good employee, there's one who is not so good. Let's see, inattentive, impatient, a glazed look in the eyes. Look carefully at the, I really wish I weren't here right now button. There's a name for employees like this. 
but we'll call him Squidward. I'm getting paid overtime for this, right, Mr. Krabs? Sorry, can't hear you. 